This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Good evening, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Dating and Relationship Show where we break down all the intricacies of relationships. I'm your host, Laura Bellata, your dating guru and founder of singleinthecity.ca. And tonight I'm joined by my amazing co-host and friend, media personality and philanthropist, Joe Kelly Walker. Hello. Hi, Laura. Hi. I'm excited for a good conversation um, today around jealousy. Ooh, juicy. (laughs) We have one thing or two, I'm sure, to say about that. Jealousy is a fierce thing. And when it comes up in relationships, it's not always easy to deal with it. We're going to be tackling jealousy with today's guest, Dr. Tiffany Lewis, a registered social worker and lead therapist at Wellbe Family Wellness in Toronto. Dr. Tiffany, compassionate and highly experienced professional, along with the mental health team at Wellbe, she's dedicated to supporting the mental health of individuals, adolescents, couples, and families. And today we're going to get the expert advice from Tiffany, but we're also going to have like a bit of a girl chat (laughs) because I'm sure the three of us have experienced jealousy to some capacity in our lives. Um, We'll uh, be chatting about the effect that jealousy has on relationships, how to deal with it and what to do when it comes up or becomes too much, not comes up, but well, yeah, it comes up, I guess. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. (laughs) So thanks for joining us again, Tiffany. Welcome ladies. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes excited i love this yeah okay so let's have some fun so all right imagine you and your partner are facing jealousy in your relationship uh let's first you know talk about what problems jealousy brings and how does it affect your relationship oh i love i love this so jealousy cues mistrust right so like when we have a jealous feeling this is like the need the the feeling that like something is out of control something's not right, right? Like it breeds intense emotions and behaviors. There's preoccupation with jealousy and ruminating. And so it's essentially a sign that like something isn't right. Like that something doesn't, isn't sitting right with us in our relationship, whether that's in the relationship or with us, something isn't right. Yeah, I totally agree. Jealousy breeds mistrust. And you have to read those signs. It's just really hard sometimes to do that. You know, it's hard to acknowledge in yourself, like, I have these feelings. How do you admit to yourself that you're feeling something that's maybe not appropriate? And why do you have those feelings of mistrust? Uh, But on the other hand, maybe you have them for a reason. And maybe you need to, like, dig a little bit deeper. But if it's in your partner and they're the ones being jealous, then you can't do anything right. I feel. Yeah, yeah, I've been in that situation where it didn't matter what I did. He, there was just always this mistrust. And I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, that's tough. Right? Yeah, when it's, it's like you're the one that's not being trusted. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot. Like I, I, That's one thing I can't handle is that the jealousy when somebody doesn't trust me. But you're right. I I, I just want to live my life. I just want to do things without you sometimes. Uh, you know, I don't mm-hmm. need to check in every five minutes. Uh, that's just signs of an unhealthy relationship in general yeah. and it yeah. needs to get fixed. Yeah. Now, can, can jealousy ever be a positive emotion, do you think, where we turn jealousy into this positive thing or positive force? What do you I think? Mean, 
I think because jealousy is such a normal emotion, there's no way around it. It is like, it's normal. It's so normal, right? Because it's insecurity, right? And we all have insecurities. As we're working on our self-esteem, we're our self-worth growing up, like jealousy's there. It kind of checks in with us to essentially like also helps us like with our limits and right and understanding like what is important to us, what is essential to fight for. So jealousy is incredibly normal. I think when it comes to like it being a positive in the relationship, this is a really good sign to open up communication in the relationship, being able to talk to our partner about how we feel in a really vulnerable way. And a lot of couples will say like, oh, we have trouble with communication, but what is it that you're communicating about that you have issues with? And sometimes jealousy is really hard to talk about. So taking your relationship to the next level by opening up, like this is how I'm feeling about this, it allows for connection building between the partners in the relationship, whether it's relationship or friendship, right? But there is positives in jealousy as you're able to open up, be vulnerable and learn more about each other. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you sense jealousy creeping up in your relationship, it, it should sound those alarm bells in your head. Because and I, I, because I feel like if it's coming up and it's coming up often, it's a chance for self-reflection. You know, mm-hmm. why are these feelings showing up? What's triggering these feelings? Maybe they didn't show up before, but all of a sudden they're there. Yeah. Um, and it could also be a good thing, I do, I think, too, because it can lead you to have open and honest communication with your partner. And I feel and and I know you know this, Tiffany and Joan, like, People have such a hard time communicating. They keep things bottled up inside. And I feel like when you do share your feelings and your concerns in your relationship, it really leads to understanding your partner a little bit more. Um, It leads to you being a little bit more empathetic and also creating, it creates that deeper connection and bond with your partner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also feel like, like Laura, you mentioned, you know, somebody's constantly checking in with their you know, with their partner, if you're out with them, like that rings alarm bells for me, for my circle of friends and my group and my family members. If I'm with a group of people and I'm seeing someone constantly have to check in to make that other person feel secure, that was an alarm bell for me. Like, you know, I got to kind of keep an eye on this or I have to check with this person to see if, you know, are they okay? Like, is there anything I can do? Does she need, or they need to talk? Um, I don't know. Is that inappropriate for someone to actually just kind of be aware and keep an eye and, you know, try and step in and just say, like, I'm here for you because it's not right to have to be checking in all the time. Is Did that I, okay? Can I answer that? So I think there's always a fine line, right? Like there's always like one extreme to the next. But I think if we're aware that someone's having a hard time, I think it's a really nice thing to do every once in a while to be in tune with that person and say, like, I'm here for you, right? Like, how can I, how can I support you? Or is there anything I can do that kind of helps you, like, we'll say regulate. But if it becomes something where every time we're out, whether with friends or a partner, and we're having to help them regulate, and we're having to be their support person, that's when it becomes problematic. But it's always okay to kind of be in tune with someone and say, like, I'm here to support you today. Right, mm-hmm. but or how do we for them? Like, yes, she's still here with me. Oh, right? oh, there's a line there. There's it's a line way across there. the line. All right, how do we know if it's them or if it's us? Because I've been told so many times by many different boyfriends, like I've had a a long list. 
<laughs> not too long, but you know. And uh, I th- that's one thing that always comes is that I'm a flirt, and I you know I have this fun personality, but I, I give off the wrong impression. Now, listen, I'm not changing. I've always been that person, and I always tell the people that I'm with, listen, I'm just a friendly person. I don't see man or woman. I just see a person. So I'm just going to treat you the same. Um, and I, I, you know, I don't think I go overboard. I'm not really touching or doing anything that I really shouldn't be doing or disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So how do we know when it's us or it's them? But also when you started dating that person, you were still the same, Laura. Yep. Just so you did exactly, and, and you just have and to that's... stay in your lane and be yourself. And then if if they're attracted to that at the beginning, all of a sudden they feel insecure because somebody might come in and talk to you. That's their issue. That's not you. Yep. Tiffany, quickly before break. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to have to agree with that. If they know who you are and that's what attracted them to you, then for them to ask you to change that is inappropriate. I totally agree. And uh, this is was something I mean, I I don't have that issue now. And so but it was something that came up a lot. And that's what I would say to them. Hey, listen, this Laura here. I I showed up like I'm still showing up the same way that I showed up from day one. This is who you've got. I haven't changed. So the issue is not with me. It's with you. (laughs) All right. It's time for us to take a little break. Stick with us. We have lots more to chat about jealousy uh, in relationships when we come back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640. I'm Laura Bellata with my co-host, Joan Kelly Walker, and our special guest, Dr. Tiffany Lewis. So let's dive right back, right back into our chat um, on the effect that jealousy has on relationships. Okay, I wanted to play this fun little game with you ladies today. I'm going to mention scenarios, and then you ladies are going to tell me if you would be jealous in these situations, okay? okay? So we'll start with number one. You're out for dinner, and your partner keeps checking out the scandalous-looking blonde across the room. <laughs> Who wants to start? Mm-hmm. Okay, define scandalous. Like no, she's, she's got her boobs propped up. Her top is really low. She's got a really short, tight miniskirt on. You know, that look. Nothing wrong with that. Trying to attract a bombshell look, Mm. right? Oh boy, that's kind of that's hard. Okay, I'll answer it this way. In my current marriage, no. And this is Tiffany speaking, by the way. Go ahead. (laughs) In my current marriage, no. In my previous relationships, yes. What was the difference? So my husband and I, we communicate incredibly openly. Like we, there's, we're not secretive about the fact that like people are beautiful, period. So if there's ever something that draws attention, chances are we're both like drawn to something beautiful or scandalous, right? Like it's a, it's a, it's an eye, like you're, you're seeing it, your eye is drawn there. But I, we're so open with our communication that I don't feel that if he were even looking to be like, that's attractive that he, it would be something that he would hold or get upset with me for pointing out in a past relationship. If I had pointed out like, Oh, do you find this person attractive? There would be like incredible defensiveness where then I would question if I was wrong 
for even noticing that the eyes were on the person. Mm -hmm. So there's none of that happening here where the answer for me would be no, but in the past it would be yeah. Okay, Joan, what do you think? I've had the same situation where in the past, uh, this exact same thing, they would say, no, I'm not looking, I'm not looking. I'm, uh, meanwhile, they're totally staring. And if I said, so what, so what is it that is interesting to you about that person? It would just be like a hard out. No, done conversation. No more talk about this. Uh, but in my current relationship, we do and we enjoy talking about like wow that person looks really good oh what do you think uh you know how did they get in such great shape or like you know we we mm -hmm. talk about it like do you like her hair do you like that blouse or do you like different things and then i get information like oh he liked the way that she had you know whatever her decollete yeah. or something and i'm like okay well that's nice maybe i'll try that and spice it up a bit but i think it's always just communication like that is really uh and my son just waving at me in the door here listening to me talk about somebody's decollete <laughs> on the radio <laughs> <laughs> he's like what? <laughs> Sorry. hi dylan um so you know i don't i don't know i i think some quick glances may be okay but this constant gawking i i wouldn't be okay with because i i feel that that's disrespectful you're with mm -hmm. me. I feel gawking. This is disrespectful. Mm -hmm. I did have a partner who compared other women to me all the time. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Oh, you should buy that. Oh, you should. It was like constant. We couldn't turn the TV on without him comparing me to all these other women. And I will tell you, it drove me nuts to a point where I was like, I was like, I got to a point where I was like, why don't you just start dating some of these other women? <laughs> I mean, I think once in a while, that's fine. But constantly, every time you turn the television on and there's a commercial and you like what the woman's wearing or you like her hair or you like her body type or regardless of what it was, it just, I found it got annoying. But that's not appropriate at yeah. all. Like, yeah. forget that. It's one thing to say, oh, that person has beautiful hair, but not to compare, like comparing mm -hmm. you to her is not all the time. The that's a whole different thing. Yeah. yeah. And you know what yeah. my husband would say if that scantily, what, a scandalous dress person was there? <laughs> he would, you know, he'd say, yeah, I think uh, she looks really sexy or something. But then he would always be smart enough to say, but you're so much more beautiful. Aw. That's why we're together. <laughs> we love him. We love him. Adult. And he yeah. understands. And even like sometimes I'll say that, like I'll change my hair or something and I'll say I'll phone him and say, you know, I don't really care what you really think. Just tell me that you like it when I walk in the door because I'm feeling insecure about it. And he'll, he'll be like, oh, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. Oh, that's so cute. he's good like that. But it mm -hmm. comes down to communication again. Yeah. But no, comparing mm -hmm. at any level mm -hmm. like that's not OK. No. Mm -hmm. Shame on that boyfriend. Okay, let's go on to the next one. So you're at a ball game and the lady's sitting next to your husband. He's n she just won't stop talking to him. <laughs> would that bother you? Would it bother uh would it bother you more and if they were attractive? So let's just see what we <laughs> let me ask well, sorry. Let me ask this again because I'm gonna ask them separately. All right, on to question number two. You're at a ball game and the lady's sitting next to your husband, she just won't stop talking to him. Would that bother you? Yeah. Yes. Tiffany says yes. It would. Yeah. Okay, I think regardless, it would, it would bother you. Mm -hmm. Joan? Yeah, for sure it would bother me because that's an experience that we're having together. That's a date night or that's a family time. And if someone's just kind of 
inflicting themselves in there without invitation that's just rude and yeah I, I just I don't think that's it's not okay like a little yeah. bit of chatty is fine but you could get up to go to the bathroom or get a drink and then change seats with him kind of somehow through through okay. a transaction and then you know then she's sitting beside you and you can kind of like turn your back a bit mm-hmm. and I totally uh, agree with you on that now would it make a difference if she was super attractive compared to not attract, non-attractive. I think so. And and I say this because like, if I, if I were to think about it in terms of like, just what we've learned as women growing up is that like, we're, we're always taught to be competitive with each other, right? Like there hasn't been a a lot of space growing up, at least in my experience for women to be supporting each other. It's always like, you have to be the better one. And if somebody else that's better looking than you comes in, like you're in trouble, like that was kind of my learning. So I know my insecurity lies in if somebody else who I think is attractive is communicating with my husband, it's instant jealousy for me. That doesn't mean I'm reactive. It just means I'm like, oh, that's a soft spot. (laughs) That hurts, right? Like that's something that I'm aware of would be challenging for me. Okay. There's that saying, uh, keep your enemy, no, your friends close, but your enemies closer. So Mm -hmm. I had a girl once that was very, very attractive, very beautiful, very fit, uh, flirting with my husband. And so I went out of my way to bring her in and talk to her and sit beside her and, you know, include her in the conversation. All the while I had my, my, you know, my hand on my husband's hand. And, and after a while, she just backed right away. It was very, it was the right way to handle that situation. Mm -hmm. And that's someone that we knew. So if it's somebody, some beautiful person at a ball game, I think just like getting yourself between them somehow and making it very clear, like, I don't appreciate this. This is who I'm here. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell you some, some of these people can be so rude and disrespectful. Like somebody you actually know is interested in your husband. Um, Yeah. Like, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, go find your own husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you get the opportunity, a lot of them would stab me in the back at any possible moment. Mm. Unbelievable. Unreal. Yep. But you probably have a good sense of who those people are, right, Joan? I do. I use my spider senses. Mm-hmm. I'm very careful about that. Yes. Good. I got good. my radar on high gear. Okay, next one. Your partner's noticing other people online and commenting on their photos. I'll answer this quickly first. If it's work-related, they're an influencer, or they have a job where they need to, you know, um, support other people online, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. But if you're just noticing other hot, attractive women and commenting on their photos and you're being very flirty, I would have a problem with that. I actually like dating guys that are not really on social media <laughs> yeah. because I'm on it so much. I just don't want them on it. But I, I'm not controlling in a sense that if I did meet someone who was on social media, I'd be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Who wants to answer this next? Hmm. Well, my husband is not on social media, so it takes like the bulk of that pain away. So I don't have to worry about it. But you know, there's there's beautiful people all over the place. The thing with social media is all the filters and all the you know, take a 1000 photos to get one yeah. really beautiful one, and then they tweak it. And like, it's not reality on social yeah. media. At least, you know, when you're seeing people on the street, like that's who they are. So if someone looks nice, it's okay to comment on that. Yeah, so we need to take a quick break. I actually want to get into some stats, some cheating stats here when we come back. 
Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's news, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM 640. Sunday night, Laura Bellotta with Joan Kelly Walker this evening and our guest, Dr. Tiffany Lewis. And we're talking about jealousy in relationships. We're just having a fun girl chat. Okay, so I have a question. We were talking about different scenarios that, you know, would they make you feel jealous or not? So this one isn't partner related. It's kind of like between friends. Like, let's say you have a, a best friend or a really good friend that you hang out with a lot. What if they start spending all their time with like a new best friend or a new friend, or they meet a guy right away and you're kind of out of it. Do you feel jealous? Is that okay? Like the movie Bridesmaids? Yeah. <laughs> Is that okay uh-huh. to feel jealous in that situation? Um, I, I think I, so. I, I say that because like, Again, because jealousy is a really normal feeling, I think it also just taps into that we find this relationship important. And when there's a change in its dynamic, it's us having to get used to that change, right? So a part of it too is like chemical. Like we have to get used to learning that like this person isn't ours a thousand percent and like they can kind of do their own thing. And so I think it's, maybe it's insecurity too, a little bit of insecurity that like they might like this person better than me or they might forget about the friendship. Or you weren't involved in the decision making. So all of a sudden you kind of find yourself on the out and you may not have plans with other people. Yes. But that's not cool. Yeah. Um, how about you, Joan? Like I I I think I'd be okay with it as long as I liked the friend. If I didn't like the friend's intentions or I got a bad feeling off the friend, then I would probably have a a problem with it. Mm -hmm. And why wouldn't they like could you come along? Like why wouldn't they invite you to come Mm -hmm. along? Mm-hmm. Mm, I, I don't know. <laughs> but maybe eventually they would. But if I didn't, if I got bad vibes off the friend, which I can pick up on that uh, pretty quickly, then I probably wouldn't uh, like it. Yeah. I'd be looking out for the best interests of my friend as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I would never be insecure because I know the type of friend that I am. Mm-hmm. And so if you feel like you have a better connection with someone else and you don't want to be my friend anymore, then that's okay. I'll just go find other friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And you, Joan? Oh, well, first of all, Laura, you are a great friend. And I think you do have those spidey senses. So so I would agree. But you know, if I met the friend, and the friend had purposely asked to not have me included, then I would be Mm. upset. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be jealous, I'd just be kind of pissed off. Mm. All right, here's a fun question, ladies. Do you think men would cheat if they thought or they knew they wouldn't get caught? holy cow i say generally yes generally yes a lot like i don't know what percent but i'm sure that there is a percent that would mm-hmm. tiffany yeah i agree with that i think there's a percent that would just like i think there there's a percentage of women that would um but not all yes i don't think every man would take it i think there okay and, and you're right there are more women cheating nowadays but generally that's what they say right yes. if a man you know knew that he could get away with it he yep. would she. So here are the stats. Ready? 
So the Journal of Marriage and Divorce reports that 70% of married Americans cheat at least once in their marriage. Now, these are 2023 stats. 70%. Okay. That's high, guys. That's high. And according to LA Intelligence Detective Agency, the numbers are somewhat higher. So they say 30 to 60% of married couples will cheat at least once in their marriage. I think that's a little lower, but 74% of men and 68% of women admit they cheat if it was if it was guaranteed that they'd never get caught. That's a lot. <laughs> 74% and 68%, I'm not within those stats. Like I wouldn't so- cheat. If they're admitting that they would cheat if they wouldn't get caught, are they also admitting that they probably have and maybe got Ooh. away with it? Um, I don't know. It sounds like that. It kind of sounds didn't, like They didn't include those stats, not this time. <laughs> also, 60% of affairs start with close friends or coworkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. 60% of affairs start with close friends? <laughs> well, I think because you know your close friends and you you probably trust them. If trust, you're yeah. going to have a fling with a complete stranger, you have no idea. Is this person going to go and blab to everybody in the world? If it's a close friend, maybe they're also married. So you feel secure mm-hmm. somehow. Like they won't say anything because they don't want me to say anything. Mm-hmm. And an average affair lasts two years and 69% of marriages break up as a result of an affair being discovered. That's 69%. All right. So wow. people, don't cheat. Yeah. <laughs> two don't years. Do it. I'm surprised. Yeah. And if you're cheating with a married person because you think that they're going to leave their partner, only 5% of people, and I remember this stat from prior um, years hosting this show, only 5% will actually leave their partner mm-hmm. for you, okay? So why 9%. are they cheating? With, so what? They, they might leave their partner, but not for you? Like they might well, leave no, they partner. may not leave their partner. Some of these men, let's just say, that mm-hmm. are in relationships and cheating, they're comfortable in their relationship. Maybe they're lacking something at home. So they're searching for it elsewhere, but they don't want to break up the family. Family, And, and they probably do love you, but to a different capacity. <laughs> Maybe they're just not super hot for you anymore. I'm not sure. But they don't want to break up the family. But these mm-hmm. are the stats that others have shared with me in this mm-hmm. field. I almost feel like it's a it's a bigger conversation about intimacy and sexuality in a relationship if we're finding that like this big percentage of people would cheat if they couldn't get caught. Like I think it's more so like how often are we in relationships like talking about intimacy and talking about if we have fantasies and talking about if our relationship is the relationship that like goes and explores and in like an open type of lifestyle capacity. Like I are couples talking about sexuality and intimacy and desire in their relationship. That's like the first thing I guess that comes to my mind when I hear a stat that's so wild is like, are we, are we talking? Hmm. But you get so caught up like with kids and carpooling and sports and scheduling and work travel and everything. It's, it's hard to, you know, you're connected on a, on a deep level, but Mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to sit down and have those hard conversations or those really necessary conversations just because of all the noise and you still love each other. You're just trying to keep up. Yep. But that creates a, or could create a bit of a void. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So when somebody gets jealous and accuses you of things that you're not doing or that you didn't do, 
what advice, Tiffany, you may be able to help this, with this one, would you give um, to help them manage their feelings? Like, And Joan, you were talking about this early on in the show where you dated someone who would mm-hmm. always accuse you of few things and you, you weren't doing anything wrong and there's nothing worse. Like, I swear, I get so irritated with that. I really do. And I just want to jump down their throat when it happens Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's probably not the best way to go about it so what advice would you give to help someone like myself that would want to jump down somebody's throat to manage their feelings so I'm going to do this twofold I'm going to do this as the therapist and I'm going to do this as myself but essentially like again communication right what is it that made you feel this way why is this always coming up? Like almost trying to be the uh, detective. What is it that's happening that makes you feel this way? Why do you always think, right? Like, what is it about our relationship that makes you feel like I'm doing something behind your back? Where does this come from? And I think if we can regulate through it enough, we can help our partners regulate through it enough. But the truth of it is, is like, if we're constantly being kind of picked on for things that we aren't doing, that's like a bigger red flag than constantly having to have a conversation with somebody. Like, of course, I want to say, like, go to therapy and work it out. But if we're, if that's something that's happening over and over again, that's a bigger issue than a partner being jealous. That's like a, that's like control. Like we're getting into areas of, of control. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, at some point, it's their issue. It's not yours. Yeah. Stand firm and, and just say, I'm not doing this go ahead, have me followed, like whatever make, is going to make me you follow, happier. Oh I know, but honestly, it's their issue. It's not mm-hmm. your issue. So you have to just like remove yourself from it. Yeah. Yeah. Have me followed. And if you don't find anything within a year, um, <laughs> you better cut it out or you're out the door. Yeah. That's it. Actually, yeah. I wouldn't even give a year. I was going to say a year is a long time. <laughs> I'm kidding. No year. Uh, if it if it constantly came up for me, there would be no relationship because yeah. there's just so much anger that would be there. Like really, honestly, when you're not doing anything wrong, that can really trigger a person. Yeah. All right. We need to take one last quick break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back to finish our chat on jealousy and relationships. Listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca with media personality and philanthropist Joan Kelly Walker and our special guest, Dr. Tiffany Lewis. Let's finish our discussion on the ways that jealousy impacts relationships. So, you know, before the break, we were talking all things about jealousy. And, you know, it seems to me that jealousy can kind of sneak up on us. Like, how can we recognize if we're feeling jealous or you're just feeling sort of out of source? Like, sometimes there's a little threshold where you have a hard time identifying those feelings. Mm -hmm. So how do we recognize it and respond to it in the best possible way? So I think initially the best thing we can do is to pay attention to what we're telling ourselves. So there's always an internal dialogue that happens when we feel any emotion, right? Happiness, sadness, jealousy. What are we telling ourselves about the situation, right? What are we saying if it's in relation to a partner? Like, are we 
using the narrative that they are going to cheat, that of course they will. Why wouldn't they? They're prettier than me. Pay attention to the narrative because if it is almost one that's irrational, then that's how we know that we're being negatively impacted by jealousy, right? Also, we can phone a best friend, phone a friend and be like, is this a rat? Like, is this silly of me to be feeling mm-hmm. and thinking? Because they're not in the situation, they could be the objective third party. But I think it always starts with what is it? What is the narrative? What are we thinking about? What are we telling ourselves? What are we believing about the situation and our partner? Mm-hmm. I like that phone a friend. Yeah. Um, what about when you have a, a jealous partner, or he has jealous tendencies? How do you yeah. approach that? You know, is there a way to approach it in a way? I, I, I don't know if we answered this already. Yeah. You know, but is, is there a way to work through it together? I think there is. And I'm I'm going to reference like, you know, the good old I statements. Anytime we have to bring up an issue in a relationship. I love is, I statements. Right. As I feel really hurt when you say this to me, because it makes me feel like you don't trust our relationship or you don't trust me. And I think biggest thing we can do going into a conversation with our partners is to do the gentle startup, right? Like talk a little bit about like what makes us feel really good, what we appreciate, what we're noticing we're working well on and segue into the, it makes me feel really, right? Because I think when we sit down with our partners and kind of talk through it, this we can kind of decide if the jealousy is being driven by our own insecurities or if there's like an actual problem that has to be talked about. And of course, I think every couple should be in therapy. There's a lot of things that we don't learn about relationships in general, right? Like we just think we know it, but we don't. So I think if we can start conversations, then we can kind of determine where that jealousy comes from. Like what about the past, right? What is your I, past and Tiffany, like? and you can probably answer this, but do you mm-hmm. feel that a lot of people's issues stem from um, communication problems? Like they just don't know how to communicate together. Maybe they do communicate, but they have different communication styles. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the thing too, is like, if you think about it, couples communicate, of course you do, whether you communicate about kids, jobs, finances, but it's the type of communication. What is your emotional communication like, right? Are we relational in our communication? Do we understand where each other's coming from? Can we be empathetic? So it's communication, yes, but under the umbrella of like, what is your emotional attunement with each other like? Because that's always where it comes from. You know, getting back to these statements, like the 10 things that make you feel good, 10 things that, you know, you might be insecure about, and then and then the 10 I statements. I think yeah. you have to be careful with that. Because if you come into a conversation with all of that prepared, and the other person hasn't had a chance to prepare that, it's mm-hmm. it's not fair, like you have to give them an opportunity yeah. to think about it and write it down and say, Okay, I'm ready, before you mm-hmm. have that conversation. Because that's a really important tool. It is. I think too, like to your point, what do you want out of this conversation? Something to think about before we go in, right? What do we want out of this conversation? And prefacing it with our partner, like to your point, Joan, it's such a good idea because it gives them the opportunity to be in the mindset to bring also what they need to bring into the conversation without feeling trapped or right, like unprepared, which can then again, bring feelings of like detachment and we shut down. So it's a really good idea to kind of preface it by like, let's have a talk. And this is because this is what I want to talk about. What do you think? Bring some ideas to the table, like almost making it like a very easy conversation, not going in angry, not going in with all of our things prepared, like kind of coming in together. Hmm. Uh, Tiffany, I feel that people will use jealousy as a means to control the relationship. 
how do you like it's true right they do yeah yeah yeah. And it's often the behavior often stems from insecurities themselves, maybe being a little bit possessive, mm -hmm. um, maybe wanting to be dominant in a relationship. But let's talk about that a little bit yeah. and the dangers of that. So as a trauma therapist, and I and I say this like with caution, is sometimes if if we if we're recognizing in our relationships that that's what's happening then it might be important to speak to a trained professional before we attempt to deal with it in our relationship because it can get toxic, right? And if we are dealing with a, a partner who is incredibly uh, manipulative and controlling, like we may need outside support to learn how to effectively approach that. But it can get incredibly toxic, we're all learning a lot now uh, about narcissism in relationships and, uh, and coercive control. And so it does, it can get there. It can mm -hmm. get there if we're not careful with seeing the signs early enough. And some of the signs of using jealousy for control, if we want to, you know, share some of those, someone mm -hmm. keeps you isolated. Somebody's constantly monitoring what you're doing yep. all the time. Someone makes you feel guilty yep. about hanging out with, family, friends, yeah. um, m making you feel like crap, you know, telling you that you don't look good. <laughs> so That's undermining it. your confidence, really. Yep. Yep. And there's also control, like financial control. And it doesn't look like someone saying, give me all the money. It's making comments like, oh, why do you spend money on this? Or you shouldn't do this. And it doesn't contribute to the family, but then they're spending money, right? So it's like these really little, like, teeny tiny ways of control that don't just stem from like, the jealousy of who we can and can't talk to, it starts to like kind of branch out into everything. And it's, and it's tiny. It starts tiny. So, you know, I've shared this story before, but I mean, this exact situation where I was, uh, I was actually engaged to this guy and, you know, he would say, okay, I'm going to pick you up at right after work. I'll be right there. And I'd be all excited. I'd get all dressed. And then, you know, Six o'clock, he'd call and say, sorry, I got delayed. Seven o'clock, he'd call. Oh, I ended up going out with the boss for a drink. Eight o'clock, he'd call. Oh, we're going to have dinner. <laughs> so meanwhile, he's just like made the situation. So I'm staying home by myself. So 10 o'clock, I'm in my pajamas. But you can see how easy, and I'm a very strong person. And mm -hmm. believe me, this did not go on very long. It was like, okay, you're gone. But you can see how easy that can happen because yeah. you want to buy into those little stories that they're telling you and those little lies. Meanwhile, he was just trying to like have control of me mm -hmm. and my time and my schedule. And, you know, I could have gone out and done something else that night. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, disappointing, but a very good learning experience for me to have gone through and, that. And, and Joan, I think you're correct in that. I think we need to give people the benefit of the doubt sometimes, because I think one of the mm -hmm. issues with um, dating and relationships today is people are so quick to throw in the towel. Something goes wrong and it's like, nope, 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 we're done. I don't like that. Or they comb their hair the wrong way or whatever. So I do feel like you do have to give you know, people, the benefit the of the doubt sometimes yeah. early on. But I mean, if it's, if it continues, then yeah. that's a red flag. Yeah. You yeah, know, especially happens. if you address it. Yeah. You got to quite a few on. times. Yeah. Yeah. That's Crazy. like, see ya. What? I told you. But that's the thing with it. It's so sneaky, that manipulation that it starts off with things like that. I'm going to be late. I'm going to, and then they never show up or there's promises, but they're so like, they're, they, they're kind of rational that we're like, oh, okay. The benefit of the doubt. 
but that's yeah. what it is. It starts that tiny and then it kind of does, it does this expansion into other areas. And like, that's when it gets tricky. So Tiffany, we have maybe about 30 more seconds to answer this. So mm-hmm. how do we know it's time to really move on if these certain feelings keep coming up and when is it too late to fix this? So biggest thing, and I know we're all into this lately and we always should be is boundaries. If we're kind of stating like this hurts me when you do this, or I'm not going to engage in this, if you say it this way, right. If we're kind of laying out like that, this is hurting and behaviors aren't changing, or this is, this is bothersome to me. It's hurtful and it isn't changing. That's kind of when we have to identify, like, is it worth fighting for anymore? If we are expressing how something is making us feel and the person acknowledges it and still doesn't change it that's kind of when we have to say like throw in the towel because we can't be the only person fighting in the relationship there it has to be a joint effort so yeah any quick thoughts joan before we end the show yeah one of my friends told me once in that in that relationship with that guy was (laughs) um stop rowing and see if the boat sinks Mm. and so i stopped holding it all together and then i realized there's nothing here so it's like you know, I have to realize how much effort I'm putting in to, to hold it all together. Yes. And that's, you know, at a certain point, you have to just call a spade a spade. Yep. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you all of you who have uh, listened to our show and for joining us on this journey, all about jealousy and how it can impact our relationships. We hope that you learned something. <laughs> we want to hear from you if you have a memorable dating story, good or bad, or a relationship milestone that you'd like to share on air. Share it with us. Call us on our studio line at 416-966-7280. That's 416-966-7280. Leave us a message. You may be featured on the show. Um, ladies, where can we get a hold of you? Tiffany, start, we'll start with you. Yes, you can find me at WellBe or on Instagram at, at Dr. Tiffany Lewis. I love the branding of WellBeing. It's very, well, very uh, it's so interesting good, and cute so good. and smart. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and Joan, where can people learn more about you? On Instagram, it's Joan Kelly Walker Official or my website, joankellywalker.com. I love it. All right. And for myself, guys, you can reach out to me at Official Laura Balot on Instagram and on TikTok. Visit singleinthecity.ca for upcoming events. Let's get busy. We're hooking up a lot of singles. Mm-hmm. Um, and also check out my day coaching packages. And don't forget to join us next Sunday for another great show and listen to past shows on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or right here on the Global News Radio website. Ciao for now.